You're listening to the Master of Photography Podcast. Welcome in to the Master of Photography Roundtable, part of the Master of Photography Podcast Network. You're joined by thousands of photographers listening to the show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I am Jeff Harmon, the host for this episode, and I'm all alone today. <laughs> I, I, I hope you don't mind when there's these solo episodes. Uh, the team's really busy, and uh, we're, we're having a hard time getting them scheduled to come on and be with me on the show. So I am doing a solo show, but we kind of have some guest hosts of sorts. They're not going to speak to you today, but we've had some good questions come up in the Facebook group. And it's a question that is really representative of questions I have seen for several years now. As photographers start using Lightroom, there's inevitably a number of questions that come up over and over and over. And one of we, we already have episodes for quite a few of those kinds of questions. But there's this, this one question that came up recently. And a, a lot of people chimed in and said, you know what? I have that question to you. I, I'm interested in this answer because it's something that uh, that is kind of tough to understand, something you don't do regularly. And uh, you often end up needing to change things related to this as you figure out better how to use Lightroom. You're not prepared to understand how to use this when you first launch Lightroom. So now, now that I've kind of made you wonder what this is, let's just talk about what the question is. And then, and I'm going to, I'm going to go through lots of, uh, technical kind of information about this. And, and we're going to, we're going to talk through it. I hope it's going to be beneficial to you all. Even if you think you understand everything about Lightroom catalogs, I encourage you to listen to this question, this, this episode, because uh, you might pick up a few things here. And I'm going to give you some information that you may have heard contrary information on. And you're just going to have to evaluate, I guess, the source <laughs> to determine which of us is right. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to convince you that there's good reasons to to believe my take on it. So let's let's talk about the question first. And it came in our Facebook group. If you have not joined our Facebook group, and I understand there's a lot of listeners that despise Facebook. It's a cesspool today. <laughs> and and you just you your self-image and, and your happiness factor of your life can't take being in there anymore. And and if that's that's the case, then you know, I understand and totally understand. I wish there was a really accessible kind of uh, collaboration or group sort of thing that we could use. I like some other options, but they cost money and this is free. And at least for now, you know, it's the best option we've got today. I I do wish we had another one, but I, we, we just don't. So joining the Facebook group is great. Maybe you could try to figure out how to have an account where all you do really is go in just for the Facebook group and you're not going to see, you know, don't follow anybody, don't friend anybody, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know how to make it work for you if you don't like Facebook, but it's the best option we've got. If you want to join the group, you just go search for Photo Taco, or sorry, for Master Photography Podcast. You can also search for Photo Taco. I have a group there too, and, and I love that for my other podcast. But uh, you can go search for Master Photography Podcast and you'll be able to find it. You do have to ask to join and if you do, you have to answer a question. We are seeing a an influx of people wanting to join the group. I think the the podcast is actually getting some some publicity for some other media channels out there. So 
people are finding the show and they're asking to join the group and they don't know a host. We only want listeners who have actually invested enough time to know the name of a host on the show. And it, it helps us to keep the spammers and the bots out of, out of the group. Try to keep it so that it's an actual like community of listeners. So you do have to answer that question. If it's not answered, none of us on the team are spending any time to figure out if you're a real listener or not, or check out your profile and see if you're a real user or not. We just, if you don't answer a question, naming a host on the show, then you don't get into the group. So Jeff has a great name. That one's that one will work. You can do uh, Connor, Erica, Brian, uh, Brent, uh, or a popular guest that we have on frequently, like Lord Page, Nick Page, and and Levi Sim and Jenna. And it, you, there's lots of names. If you've been a listener for a while, this is not a hard question to answer, and we'd be happy to have you in the group. All right. So getting to the question, this was from Brian Fishman. And he he just put a, a really simple question out there. It's not very long, but there's a lot of detail to it that I want to make sure explained for people who are really new to Lightroom, somebody who may not understand what all these terms mean, why this question is important. There's, I need to share some background information. I want this episode to serve as a place I can refer people to in the future when questions like this come up because they're going to. This is going to be a constant question in the Facebook group. So here's the question that Brian had about Lightroom catalogs. He said, Jeff, can you point me to an episode on combining old Lightroom catalogs into one locally and storing photos externally? New MacBook Pro coming with just 512 gigabytes. So that's that's the word for word. What do you put in there? Let me break down the question a little bit so that Again, anyone who might be brand new to Lightroom can really understand it. And let's go through. And then if we have some time, depends on how how much I (laughs) talk through this. Um, There's a couple of other people that had kind of very related questions about catalogs. And we'll see if we we can get to all of them in this episode. But let's break down Brian's question and let's talk about it. All right. So combining old Lightroom catalogs. Let's skip the combining for a second. We're definitely going to dive in there. But Lightroom catalog, let's just define that. And this is the challenge that new Lightroom users are going to have. You are confronted with this question like immediately when you get into Lightroom. You launch the software for the first time. You've heard people say, oh, Lightroom is what you need to process your photos. These days, there may be other options that are also heavily recommended as as photographers look into it. But certainly when I got into it several years ago, Lightroom was the default, the, the main package. There weren't really actually many other options at the time that had even close to the capabilities of Lightroom. That's changing. There's some other options and photographers may, may hear those and those are great. You need to find what works for you, what's going to make you productive, what's going to help you to create the images that you want to. But for today, there's still a vast, large audience of of photographers who are going to launch into Lightroom and they're going to start their their photography journey with that software for processing their photos, especially as they get to learn how to to take raw photos and and need to process those. The very first question then that 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 person who's just getting started in Lightroom is, is confronted with is, where do you want to create your catalog? We got to create a catalog. You don't have one yet. So we got to create one. And where do you want it to be? And you're totally unprepared for that question. You, there's Lightroom catalog. What is that? You know, the, it's it's not something that is is commonly understood. When you get started, you have no context for it. And that's what we're going to define right now. So 
I'm going to make an analogy to try to help with this, especially with that first time Lightroom user in mind. I've been told the analogy is a bit of a stretch <laughs> that that it might make sense to engineered types, technical types, and doesn't really make a good analogy for people who may not have as much of a technical background. But I'm going to give it a shot again, see if I can maybe use it just a little bit differently and have it make more sense. But I, I really need it to be there because if I tell you it's it's a database behind the scenes and it's SQLite, all of the, there's some real technical details I could go into that would be even harder for a new Lightroom user who doesn't have a, a strong technical background to understand. So here's my analogy. I hope it works. If you all listening have a better one, I'm open to suggestions because I'm, I'm always trying to figure out how can I make this make sense to someone who's brand new to it. Photographers of all kinds happen all the time with different backgrounds and what would be kind of a very universal sort of analogy. But here's the one that I've come up with and let's see how it goes. I want you to think of the catalog as a notebook a physical notebook like you've had in school as you were in school you know the the hardcover maybe like the lab notebook sort of thing where when you open it up there's just blank pages in there tons of blank pages and you're going to put information in there you're going to put notes in there if you're in school you might be taking notes on class lectures whatever it is that kind of a physical notebook that's what i want you to think of this catalog being I hope that, and the reason I'm going to that analogy is because that's something that all of us should have experience with. We've all used notebooks at some point in our life to write down information about things that we need to capture, maybe so we can remember them later, so we can look it up later, we can study it later. For whatever reason, we're we're needing to put something in there. We're going to write information in there. And that's what I want you to think of this catalog as being. This is where Lightroom is going to keep information about your photos. It does not put your photos in there. This notebook is a photo-free zone. (laughs) Nothing goes in there that are your photos. It is information about your photos. And Lightroom only knows information about the photos that you tell it about. It does not know information about any other photos unless you specifically tell Lightroom about the photos. Unless you open up the notebook and you write in the notebook, hey, I took this photo. It's located on my hard drive right here. And I need you to write down a bunch of adjustments or things I'm going to do to try to uh, alter the appearance of the photo. After uh, and, And you need to keep track of that. All right, so that's my rough, rough analogy. So the import process, that's like the next thing that you're going to have to face as a new Lightroom user, that is the process of telling Lightroom about your photos and putting entries, putting information in that notebook about the photo. You just did a shoot. You copy the the photos from your memory card to your computer's hard drive. And then you have to tell Lightroom about those photos. It doesn't know about them. Remember, it doesn't know about those photos on your hard drive until you tell it about them. And that's what import does. So you go import your photos. And as you do that, Lightroom is going to do a good job of saying, oh, I know what to do with photos. I know how to catalog. That's a catalog is a good name for it. But I know how to look at a drive and a folder on your computer's hard drive 
and pull, and pull in even like a whole bunch at once. Tons of photos. You can have thousands at once. I'm going to, if you tell me to go look at this place on your drive, I'm going to write a bunch of notes into this notebook about those photos. I'm going to note where they are. I'm going to note the file name. I'm going to note the date that the file or the date that the photo was taken. I'm going to note the the camera it was taken with because inside the photos on your computer, your camera, as you take them, digital cameras do this, it writes that kind of information inside the photo file itself. And Lightroom knows how to pull that out of the photo so that it can it can know what camera you shot it with, what lens you shot it with, what focal length was used, what shutter speed was used, all of this data about your photos. And a lot of times people call this metadata because it's data about data. That's what metadata means. And uh, and Lightroom knows how to put that in the notebook. I'm going to note where the file is. Plus, I'm going to look in. Lightroom is looking in the photo and pulling out this data that's in there and noting that in the notebook too. It's going to just keep all of this stuff in the notebook. And anything that's in the notebook, Lightroom, you can use in Lightroom. You can search by that information to find photos. And then as you go from there, after you import, you're going to maybe do some culling, right? You're, you you might need to uh, star rate them or color rate them. Uh, whatever kind of rating system that you're gonna you're gonna use to mark which photos are good, you know, pick flags. You, there's lots of ways Lightroom has provided that you can make notes in that notebook about each and every photo that you import, and Lightroom's gonna do it. Keywords. That's another way you can do it. Or collections. It's a a, a collection is is only inside that notebook. It is not anything outside of the notebook at all. There's no directory that has that in there, information about what collection they're in. It's just as you're writing these notes or you're telling Lightroom to, to, to store these notes about the photo in this notebook, you tell it, you know what, I actually want you to remember that I want this like fake organization thing called a collection. And I'm going to tell you which of the photos in this notebook should be part of that fake organization. And you, when I say, show me all the photos that are in the collection, I want you to find every single photo that I've told you to put in that notebook that they're part of that collection. I hope the analogy is sort of making sense as you're doing this. And if you don't, if you're brand new to Lightroom and you don't know things like collections or star ratings or, or any of that, you're, you'll get there really fast. So don't, don't worry about that. You'll be able to understand that. But this concept of everything that you do in Lightroom has to end up in that notebook. That's what the catalog is. It is the notebook where all of this stuff is going. Then as you go later into the develop module, just to kind of round out what you do with photos and and how all this works, every single change adjustment that you make to your photos and how it looks is being recorded in that notebook. If you go to the exposure slider in the basic panel of the develop module and you change it to plus one, one um, one stop brighter by ch- moving it to the right to plus one. Now Lightroom has to put in the notebook for that photo. It has to say, okay, Jeff moved the adjustment slider, the exposure adjustment slider to plus one. And it's going to note that down. And then the next time you come to that photo, whenever you bring it up, 
it's going to look in the notebook and it's going to say, well, the last time Jeff was here, what he did was he moved the adjustment slider to plus one. So go move that adjustment slider to plus one again and show the view of the photo as having a adjustment of the exposure plus one. That's what's going on every time you're, you're as you're moving around. Every single action that you take, if you use an adjustment brush, it has to note that down in the notebook. Okay, Jeff added an adjustment brush to it. Here is where he painted on the photo for that adjustment brush to show up. And these are how the sliders were set for how that adjustment brush was set up. All of that information has to go in the notebook. And that's what the catalog is. It tracks all of that information. I hope that's a helpful analogy. Okay, so I, you have kind of a rough idea then about the catalog. Super important to your Lightroom editing. This catalog is, is of extreme importance. You need to take care of the catalog because if you lose the catalog, you've lost everything you've done in Lightroom. Everything is there. There is another way to have Lightroom also note the changes that you make in the develop module out to something called an XMP sidecar file. By default, is it enabled? Kind of a backup thing in case you do lose your catalog. And years ago, that was a much bigger problem. This catalog is vitally important and Lightroom had problems where you would end up where the Lightroom is called corruption. It just meant that Lightroom couldn't actually open it up and make sense of the catalog. Somehow that notebook that it was keeping, it got scrambled or the pages got ripped and and it couldn't actually tell what all the notes were in that catalog anymore, or sorry, in the notebook anymore. And you're just, you've lost it all. It, it wasn't like I only lost a page or two out of the notebook. If you lose anything, if, if something happens to the notebook, the catalog, it's just all of it's gone for the most part. It used to be that way. It's not as much today. I have not had a catalog corruption in years. It has been a really long time. Doesn't mean it can't happen today because it still can, especially if you try to have two people open the catalog at the same time, which isn't a scenario most photographers are going to run into. But if you do, that will can absolutely corrupt your catalog and cause massive problems. But anyway, Lightroom has the ability to back it up because it's such an important thing. And we're not going to talk about it in detail here, but there's there's that's something you should look into. Make it so that you back up your catalog frequently and uh, and take care of it. It can also help with performance if this catalog is put on a drive that is fast. It can really help. It's not such a big deal that you're going to see a like massive like earth-changing improvement to performance if you'd move it from say an external drive to an internal SSD or maybe a, a super fast M.2 connected SSD these days. Uh, that's that's not going to be earth-changing but it does help. It does help if you have your catalog located on fast a fast drive. And so if you have one where you can put it, then that's great. And this first question that poor new Lightroom users are confronted with that they're totally unprepared to make a decision on means they are going to have to choose a place not knowing at all what this is or why they need it. And you're, you're probably going to go with the default. A brand new user probably goes with the default. So by default, what Lightroom is going to do is it, it puts the catalog file. And this is a, a file that has an extension called .lrcat. .lrcat for Lightroom catalog makes sense. But that's what the file name is. It's a single file. Your catalog is a single file. 
And by default on Windows, it puts it at C, users, your username, my pictures. So it's your my pictures folder. And Lightroom, it's going to create a directory in your pictures folder on Windows called Lightroom. And it's going to put a file there called lightroomcatalog.lrcat. And you can, of course, customize all of that. You can change where it's going to go. You can change what it's going to be named, except for the extension .lrcat is what it has to be named. But, uh, but you, can, you can customize. It's just most beginning photographers don't know enough to do that. And that's just fine. The other on Mac is just to tell you that it's kind of the same thing. It's going to put it in your pictures folder, but it's Macintosh hard drive users, your username picture. So Windows and Mac actually is very similar in this aspect with where kind of your personal files go on your computer. And again, on Mac, it's going to create a Lightroom folder inside of your pictures folder. And it's going to create by default Lightroom catalog.lrcat. This is a cross platform file. Which is really nice because I am I use it cross-platform. My laptop I use when I'm mobile and out on the road to do photo editing is Mac. It's a MacBook Pro and on, at home I'm using a PC. So really helpful to me that these are cross-platform. Really nice thing. I'm, I'm so glad that Adobe did that. And so, uh, so it means you can take the Lightroom catalog file and you can actually copy it to any of the platforms. You can copy it to an external hard drive. It's very portable as a catalog. Now, depending on how you added the photos, depending on how you told Lightroom to write down the notes of where your fo- your photos are located, that portability can be impacted because you, you may not take the catalog and the photos and have them be uh, in, in a spot where you, it's totally going to work just to copy like your photos and your catalog manually copy them out to say from your internal hard drive to an external hard drive, which is part of the root of the question from Brian. That's a little bit about what he's asking. We, we haven't quite got there yet. Back to though the creation of this catalog. If you have created a catalog in the default location and on, on a relatively new computer within the last two or three years, two, three, four years, you probably already have your catalog on your internal drive at that default location and that drive is probably fast. You probably have an SSD drive. And so there, there's probably not a reason to say you need to go move it until you're faced with part of what Brian asked the question about. He needs to deal with a new computer. He's going to get a brand new computer. and He wants to be able to move his catalog. He's worked so hard to create and, and he's edited so many photos. He doesn't want to lose all that work. And there's not a really great tool today to make it so that you can migrate that catalog from one computer to another. It's a manual process. It's a technical process. And most photographers, especially people that are fairly new to Lightroom, well, they don't, they're not prepared. They don't know what it is that it takes. So there's an excellent resource I can recommend beyond what I'm talking about today. It kind of takes you, walks you through step by step. I would write the guide if it didn't exist already, but it does. So I'm going to point you to it. It's from good friend of the show, Victoria Bampton. Lightroom Queen is, is her nickname. And there's good reason for it because she knows everything about Lightroom. And she has really good guides about how you can take Lightroom from one computer to another. You can just go search on her site. You go to lightroomqueen.com and you can find that. So if that's the only thing that you need to worry about is I'm getting a new computer, that guide is going to help you. You're going to be able to understand 
what it takes to move your catalog from your old computer to your new computer and how to make that happen. But his question is a little different than that. It's not just moving from one computer to another. His question was the first part of it there, combining old Lightroom catalogs into one locally. So let's talk about combining catalogs. What on earth does that mean, combining catalogs? And if we go to our analogy again, imagine that you have two notebooks that you've been taking notes on. Maybe there were different notebooks for different classes. We, we probably did that in school. You may have had to have different notebooks for different classes because you thought you might fill up the notebook from one class to the other, or you want to study for an exam for one class and you don't want to have pages of notes that you've taken from other classes intermixed. You want to be able to, it's going to help you as a studying tool to have them separated. And then imagine that for some reason later, maybe you're you're done with school and you really had to desire for some strange reason. Yes, the analogy is falling apart here. But for some strange reason, you decided you wanted to combine those notebooks together. Well, that's that's going to take some work, right? That's going to be a hard thing to do, especially if it's physical handwritten stuff. And you don't there's not going to be a good way to, to do that in the in the, <laughs> the physical world. The analogy just blows up here. The good news is. If you did that, if you had two or multiple catalogs that you were keeping on your computer and you wanted, you decide, actually, the power of being able to search through my photos in Lightroom based on the data about my photos is really powerful, or I want to use collections better, and I decide I want to put my catalogs together, there's actually a really nice way to do that. But before I describe that merging process... Let me talk about why you might have split them. And I want to dispel a bit of a myth here. And you're going to hear from me that it's a myth. And you, I just saw this week from another, another photographer who produces content about Lightroom, the exact opposite. So you're going to hear opposing views on this. I'm hoping to give you a, a, enough of technical information that you can understand it. But let's talk about why you might split your catalog um, and then why you, you might merge them back together. So some people might do this for organizational purposes. It might make sense to them. Like we talked about with your classes, it might make total sense that I need a separate notebook for every class because of the organizational aspects. It works better. There's, there is a reason I need them separated. And you might have something similar in photography. You might need a landscapes catalog and a portraits catalog. That might make total sense to you. It might be an advantage to you. You uh, you might have a use case where you have a partner and in, in the business and you need a catalog for you and a catalog for them that you're going to split everything up that way because of this limitation that Lightroom has today. At least Lightroom Classic has it today and has had since it's been created that you can't have two people working in one catalog at the same time. It doesn't support that and you 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 can't do it. So uh, you, you might be forced into multiple catalogs there if you have a, a business partner or multiple people on a team that are, are working on photos. Um, I've heard some photographers that it helps them to organize things by shoot. I'm going to create a brand new catalog with every single shoot and they might have reasons for it. Maybe they send the catalog off 
to someone else to do some initial processing. And then when it comes back, like a third party, they're going to pay a third party to go through and do the initial processing work. And then when they get it back, they go touch things up. But that's that could be a, a beneficial way to a reason to have a catalog pursuit. Organizational reasons, whatever they are, if you've got an organizational reason to split up your catalogs, go do it. Go, go make it happen. Lightroom very easily supports this. It's simple to switch from catalog to catalog and, uh, and totally going to work and be fine. But, and here's the myth that I want to dispel, and, and I don't want to go into a huge amount of technical reasons for it, but here's the myth. You don't need to split your catalog. You don't need to mo- open up multiple catalogs for performance reasons. And I've heard this said so many times. It just makes me cringe. I think uh, you haven't actually tested this because if you did, you would know it doesn't matter. Okay. Yes, there are limitations. This notebook, this catalog, this if we go back to our analogy, that the physical size, the physical capacity, how many pages there are in the notebook there is a finite limit, right? Any physical notebook you buy, there's not, a, you can't, it, you can't even usually add pages. It's just, they're not designed that way. And if you need more pages, you're just going to get the next notebook. You're going to add a notebook. So um, it's, it's easy to understand why people would feel that way. I think, but uh, uh, there is capacity in this catalog that I, if we go to the analogy, I want you to imagine a notebook that has like, a million pages in it, <laughs> a million. So it still might make sense that you have more than one notebook or catalog because even though each one has a million pages and you are never going to write a million pages of notes, organizationally, it still might make sense to have more than one, like I said. But I'm going to tell you that for performance reasons, there is no reason to split your catalog. You do not need to. There is way more capacity in the underlying technology that is there for these catalogs than you are going to use as a photographer in your lifetime. You can put hundreds and hundreds of thousands of photos in the catalog and it does not significantly impact performance. I have done some testing at this at a very technical level I went into it a few years ago and even, you know, faked putting in a bunch of photos a lot. And there was no difference. These, this technology is designed and this isn't, it's not at the core of it. It's not even a technology that Adobe designed. This is underneath. It's something called SQLite. It's used by a lot of applications in the world. Tons and tons of, of software uses this exact mechanism for storing information and it's really, really capable. There are limitations and some extreme use cases like enterprise data could not fit it. It would be horrible for that use and it would fail quickly for that kind of a use. It's, it's not intended for that. But for what is being used here by Adobe in Lightroom for storing information about your photos, it is so much more capable than we are going to use that you really should think of it as a limitless storage. Uh, You can put as many photos as you want in that catalog and the performance is not going to change, at least not enough for it to even matter. There are so many other things that affect the performance before this that it's, it's just not even worth thinking about. So yes, there are some limits. 
I'm not even going to go through them because they're just, it's just astronomical to be thinking of. I've tested it. I've got over 130,000 photos in my day-to-day catalog right now. And it's just as fast with that as it is a brand new one. And I open up brand new catalogs all the time for testing. For testing purposes, I go and start off with a fresh new catalog to try things out. And I can tell you that I'm comparing the two very often and there's not a perceivable difference in performance. So performance reasons is not a reason to split the catalog. Organizational, all day. However, if it makes sense to you, if you really need this, then go do it. Just be aware that there is an implication there. Here's an example. Here's an an argument why even from an organizational perspective, you might not want to split your catalog. There's collections in there in Lightroom. You can create a collection. It's kind of like a virtual folder of sorts. And because it's virtual, that means you can have a single photo on your hard drive be imported one time into Lightroom. And you can tell Lightroom in the notebook, I want you to note that this one photo is actually a part of two or three or however many collections that you've got. So let's say, for example, you you do landscape and portraits kind of as separate businesses, really. And yes, you could make different catalogs for that. But if you use the same catalog, you could also create a collection that has landscape and portraits. And if you only want to see your landscape photos, then you go to the landscape collection. If you want to see your portrait photos, you go to the portrait collection. You can do this with folders too. You could have a main photos folder where you put everything. And then when you import photos, you can import it under the landscape folder that's underneath photos or the portraits folder. There's there's some organizational things you can do there. But even better than that, I I really recommend you do it by date, not by, by category on the file system as you're importing your folders. That's a whole other discussion. But, and the reason I recommend that is because what if you took a, you did a portrait session at a really cool landscape. You you went to Hawaii and you had the most incredible sunset background and you took pictures of both the background and the the person. You You had this paid client shoot and oh man, it worked out. The lighting was incredible. You did great with like adding flash and the whole production quality of everything was just incredible. Well, some of those photos may qualify for landscape and some of those photos for portraits and with collections, you can have them be in either or both. And there's no problem there. You're not duplicating your photos. And if you're searching for photos, it's easy to find them in the collections. Uh, Collections is a really, really good organizational tool in Lightroom. There's more value beyond that. Collections is also how in Lightroom Classic, you can get things to sync to the cloud, be able to see them in Lightroom Mobile. And, uh, and so if you want that to work, you really need collections anyway. So you may as well learn how to use them. And I'd argue that that's a way more valuable way to organize things. If it works for you, than separate catalogs would, when you separate the catalogs, the biggest downside will be, you only see the photos that are in that catalog. So if you are looking for a photo and it's in your, especially you're doing it by year. You don't know which year necessarily you took the photo or you think you remember, but when you open that catalog, you're not finding it. And then you're wondering, well, am I searching on the right things? And it, it just is really valuable to have a single catalog so that managing your photos, finding the photos you're looking for. If you're at the beginning stages, you may think this is not hard. I only have 800 photos, <laughs> but as you continue to add and you get up to 130,000 photos, 
yeah, it, searching is becomes a much bigger deal. And organizational aspects. Keywords is another thing that helps you to organize things. If you do keywording well, that really, really helps you to find photos that you might need over time. So there's lots of ways that you can do organization. And splitting catalogs is a fully valid way to do it. I just really recommend that you keep a single catalog if you can. If that's if it's possible at all, keep a single catalog and don't worry about like, oh, if I get to 20,000 photos, I know I need to split my catalog. That's it's not a reason to split your catalog. Even if you need to like move the photos from like fast disk to arrayed, that's that's just moving the photos that and you change where the, the you know in the notebook you're gonna go update that page for that photo and say it used to be located over here on this fast internal drive. Now I move my photo over to the RAID system. Go update your your page for this photo in that notebook in the catalog and say, nope, that photo is now over here. It's really easy to do that. And uh, so highly recommend single catalog. I telling you that changing, splitting up your catalogs for performance reasons is not a reason to do it. All right. I hope you'll believe that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see the, the comments on this episode. All right. Let's, let's go back to, um, to Brian's question. And, you, you know, for such a short question, isn't it interesting that I've already spent so much time talking about this and breaking down the question? But let's let's he he needs to combine Lightroom catalogs. So I'm going to assume and read into his question. I have no idea if this is true of Brian's exact situation, but I'm guessing at some point he heard this need to split the catalogs. Maybe it was performance, and he thought, "Oh, Lightroom's so slow to me. I'm going to go try that." And that's true. It, if you feel like it's super slow, go ahead and give it a try. I just don't think you're going to see that it has, you know, a a super, it, it, it's going to really impact things. Although mentally, it may be in your head. You're like, yeah, it's faster. It's definitely faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I'm doing this, this is way faster. And when in reality, if you actually timed things, if you actually watched hardware resource utilization, it's it may not be what's there. You, you may be thinking that it's happening when it, anyway. You know, if it if you think it's helping, do it. That it, I everything that we talk about here on Master Photography is suggestions and guidelines and and our own based on a lot of our own experience and as we've talked with lots and lots of photographers over time. But the whole objective for you is to make what happens, what works for you, is what needs to happen. However, it needs to happen for you to create images that you want. That's what we want you to do. And we're trying to talk about ways to make that happen or for you to explore and investigate. And if, if having multiple catalogs and seems to really speed things up for you, awesome. Go do it, make it happen, get productive and create images. That's the, the biggest key. All right, so let, he, he alludes to some reason he split up his catalogs at some point in time. And Probably maybe because he's been listening to the show, but maybe he's decided, you know what? I'm not sure that whatever reason he had to split them is a valid thing. Maybe he changed business processes and, and doesn't need the multiple catalogs. And he's decided, you know, I really want to have everything in one catalog because Jeff's right. It's nice to have them all in the same catalog so I can search by them and and find the images that I need. I don't have to remember what catalog or, or open them up. And, and so maybe he's decided that, that that's the case. Whatever the reason, he's now wanting to put them back, back together. And it's kind of a good thing that my analog analogy to the physical notebook falls apart in this area 
because man, that process of, of merging two physical notebooks together and like handwriting everything that's in them or, or even a project to like image the two pages, all the pages from both notebooks and then put them into one single book. That's a daunting task. I, not one that I would, I would want to take on. I'd have to have a really, really good reason to do that. Fortunately, it does actually, you know, have <laughs> the analogy falls apart here because Lightroom makes this easy. There is a really good tool to be able to update or to merge two catalogs together. It's been built into Lightroom for a really long time. I even went and retested a little just to make sure I hadn't changed from when I'd last seen it. And um, there's uh, just a few simple steps to make this happen. First step, I'm going to talk about like three steps. And on the third one, there's just a little bit more information. But first step, number one, absolutely true with like anything we're going to talk about with Lightroom catalogs. Back up the catalog before you do anything to them. If you are deciding you're going to do something fairly big, back up the catalog. If you're deciding I'm going to move it from one computer to the other, don't delete the catalog from the first source until you have made sure you have everything over in the second place. Deals with the new computer too. If you're going to get your catalog moved over from one computer to a new computer, You want to make sure don't delete anything from the old computer until you have it all up and fully functioning and you feel totally comfortable that you have everything working on the new computer. Absolutely need to back them up. So how do you do that? Well, you can go into Lightroom and and find where your location is of your files and um, and then where your catalog is at. And then you can just like command C that find that dot LR cat file command C or control C and then command V control V just paste it right where it is right in the same folder both Mac and Windows is going to automatically kind of rename it slightly so that it's it's clear that it's like the second copy of this file and it's going to take depending on how big your your catalog is it could take a little bit of time to do that but that is the first step is back the things up in case you screw this up somehow and it's going to be hard to screw it up in my opinion. But in case something really horrible happens, you can get back to where you were. That's that's really important to be able to do that. All right. So first step, back them up. Second step is decide which of the two is going to be the new, let's call it the primary or the, the master catalog. And um, so you just have to decide which of the two. It's, it doesn't matter which one you pick because you're going to import everything from the other, but you got to pick one of them to be like your only catalog going forward. We're merging them together. We need to have one of them is going to be the new master. Okay, so, so pick which one and open that one up in Lightroom. If it's you, uh, let's, let's use an example of landscapes and portraits. Let's just say that you decided to split them up that way. And now you want them all together. And let's say that you have like way more photos in the portraits catalog than in the landscapes catalog. It's, it's not even close. There's just huge amount of, of photos in portraits and not nearly as many. It's, it's maybe a 10th or something. And so it would only make sense then that portraits is now going to be my new primary catalog. And I need to get everything from the landscape catalog imported into it. And so what I'm going to do is open up the portraits catalog inside of Lightroom. And then I'm going to go to file import from another catalog on Windows and Lightroom import from another catalog on Mac. And that this is exactly what this is designed for. It's 
importing all of the information, everything that was in that other notebook into your main one. And I do this constantly as I am taking edits that I took from mobile, like while out using my MacBook Pro and I made changes or I took photos and then I, I edited them on the road and I, I want to get all of that into my master catalog on my Windows machine when I get home. This I do exactly the same thing every time. And so what you do, it, you, you choose that. And what it's, it's going to come up with the dialog box. It's going to ask you to pick the catalog that you now want to import from. Now, in our example, we had landscapes and portraits, and we decided portraits was the master catalog. So we opened that one up. That means I need to go find the landscapes.lrcat file on my computer. And it could be hard to figure that out potentially, but there's uh, you need to go find that catalog. And then you go and you uh, and you pick that catalog. You just like double click on that .lrcat file and you're going to get a preparing step. So what Lightroom is going to do is it's going to start comparing the catalog you have open already with the catalog that you're importing. It's going to analyze the data between the two. It's like it's automatically going through the physical notebooks. And what it's looking for is are there any pages in the notebook already open, the catalog already open, that are exactly the same or we know it's the same photo. It's, it's a page about the exact same photo in the catalog or the, the notebook that we want to pull things from. It's going to automatically do this for you. It's going to compare the data between the two. And it's only going to bring in the stuff that is new if you want. Or if it sees stuff that's, that is the same, it's going to ask you, how do you want to deal with this? So there's this preparing step. And depending on how big the catalogs are, this could take a little bit of time. This is a lot of data to go through. So it could take a little bit of time for it to do this preparing step. It's just going to say preparing and, and you wait for it. And then it's going to change to give you some choices. You can pick what folders, like file system folders on your computer's hard drive, which fold do you, do you want to control which photos you're going to import by that? It's going to have every single folder that you had imported photos from in the the landscape. <laughs> I'm glad I labeled them the landscape catalog because that's the one we're importing from. So it's going to look at those and you you can specify, you know what? I I know I only want the photos from, you know, these couple of folders. I don't want all of them. Maybe those were old ones, uh, stuff from the beginning of your photography journey, whatever it is. If there's a reason that you know I only want a few, some of the them based on where they are in your hard drive, you, you have the option to choose that. By default, it's going to be every folder because it's going to assume, Lightroom's assuming that you want to bring in every single photo that is not already in your catalog. And then underneath that, you're going to have some options about what you can do with photos that maybe already existed. And you can choose to like overwrite whatever settings you already had, adjustments you've already made to the photo that is in the current catalog with the stuff that's coming from the import, or you can choose to ignore it, or you can, there, there's, you have some options there. In the end, you're going to have to, after you go through this dialog box and the defaults, especially if you've really truly kept your photos completely separate, the defaults are going to be all fine. And you're just going to be able to say, yep, go ahead and import these things. Oh, you also have the choice of moving the photos from where they're at from that old catalog 
to a new location if you'd like to, if you want to, to do make that happen. I wouldn't recommend doing that as part of a merging. I'd do that differently. I, I don't, I wouldn't have Lightroom move your, photo, your photos for you. I just recommend faster and safer to do it outside of that. But we're going to get to that in just a second because that's the second part of his question. But uh, okay, so it's going to run like this. And, and just to tell you a little bit about what to expect, uh, I did this with my 130,000 image catalog. So I, I created a brand new, no photos imported catalog. And I went and imported the 130,000 of them from the uh, the catalog that I use. Just wanted to see kind of what it took, how long it should take, stuff like that. This is an area where Lightroom, or sorry, Adobe probably could could invest some time and make a difference because the process here is not very fast. And it's not a feature that is used a ton. And when it is, it's it's usually smaller quantities of photos. Like I mentioned, I do this when I'm when I'm on the road. That is an actual case where I actually will take a uh, well, I don't actually create a new catalog every time. We're not going to go into details. It's a, it's a rabbit hole. We're not going to go there. <laughs> okay, so what what they could do better is this looks very much like as I monitored hardware utilization. I've been doing a ton of that with my Lightroom hardware testing project. If you haven't heard about that yet, uh, I, I I'm really familiar now with how resources are being used, and this looks very much like it is a single threaded process. From that Adobe's implemented here, meaning it doesn't matter how many cores your computer has, your computer processor has, it's only going to use one of them. So I have a quad core machine. It's a quad core i7 machine on my Windows computer. And as I was importing, it only used one of those cores and it actually only really used one virtual thread on those cores. So it's not a multi-threaded kind of thing. And and so having a ton of cores doesn't improve the performance on this. In fact, the CPU utilization is really low, which is why they have some room to prove this. And it's going to take longer than it could have if it was developed a little differently. And uh, Adobe made this a, a multi-threaded process. But you don't use it on such large quantities of photos usually that it's a big deal. This is a, a you know one-time event or <laughs> rare event that you're going to have in most cases to, to do this. It did use some RAM. So I have 32 gigabytes of RAM, which is a, a good amount to me, for me to be able to see kind of different functions in Lightroom and how much memory does it actually want. It almost used three gigabytes of memory to do this. So I, I started Lightroom and it was the only thing running and I didn't it, it didn't have any memory that it was consuming at the beginning. I went and did this import, this large 130,000 photo import, and it needed it used about three gigabytes of RAM, which means if you have a computer that's got a, a little bit less RAM, eight gigabytes or less, then you probably before doing this import just to make things go as fast as it can, you probably want to shut down everything else. You, you shut down your browsers, shut down whatever else you can. Uh, do this import. And if you have a ton of photos to import, then, you know, go make yourself a sandwich, go get a drink, do something like that. Cause it's going to take a little bit of time for this to happen. Um, and then the last thing was the discs. So I, I have my photos on a, an SSD. I have my catalog on an SSD and the SSD is capable of some, some pretty good read and write speeds. And this did not even challenge those read and write speeds, maybe again, because it's single threaded. And so, uh, it's actually probably uh, CPU bound. It's thread bound by, on this process, which if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. What, what I'm telling you is the speed of the disk probably also does not matter a lot in this process. Uh, reads was only about 30 megabytes a second and writes at 40 megabytes a second. So 
Um, even, even though my SSD drive is capable of far higher speeds than that, uh, you're, you're probably not going to see a, a dramatic difference in the performance of this with slower drives, even external drives. It's probably not going to be significantly impacted by the speed of the disk. So with that said, this could take a little bit, just trying to tell you. And from what I saw, it kind of the, the view of this update, since I did 130,000, I got to see really well what, uh, what Lightroom updates and how it looks. It updates the view about every 500 photos as it imports them. And that took about a minute for every 500 photos. And because it's not really leveraging the full power of the computer that I have available to it, I'm guessing that's going to be pretty consistent timing across a lot of different types of computers. You should probably plan on or expect about a minute for every 500 photos that you're trying to import as you're doing this merge. All right. So hopefully that helps you with how you actually would do this merge. Um, again, just to review the, the three steps here, back up your catalogs, super, super critical and important. Please, please, please back up your stuff, but your catalogs in particular, if you're going to do something big with them. Second, decide which of the two catalogs is going to survive. You could go create a brand new one and merge both in there, but there's not really an advantage to that. And, and you're really just going to cost yourself some time. So you can totally rename a catalog too. There's there's no nothing that says you can't even just just like you rename a file, any any file rename that you're used to doing. You can totally you just close Lightroom, make sure it's not open. You can rename the catalog. So so don't do it because you want the catalog names differently. In the example, I just thought of that. Like if if you had the landscape versus portraits and you put everything into the portraits catalog, well, now the, the catalog might be named portraits and it should really be named your you know catalog, Lightroom catalog. And so you can just close down Lightroom, go to where it is on your hard drive, rename the file Lightroom catalog and fire it, fire it up and away it'll go. No problem at all to do that. So decide which of the two is going to be the master, open it up in Lightroom. Then you're going to do file, import from another catalog or uh, Lightroom import from another catalog. You're going to choose the other catalog that you didn't just open up and you're going to import the photos. There's a bunch of uh, decisions you'll have to make on what you're going to do with uh, with like photos that are, are duplicate between the two and, uh, and moving the files over or not. And then just let it run and go. And at the end, you now have one catalog that has all of your photos in there and you've successfully merged them together. All right. Now let's, let's talk about the last part of his question. And then uh, we're going to have to wrap up the show. I had a couple more questions I wanted to talk about, but we're, we've gone on long enough. So the last part, okay, he's, he needs to know now, I'm assuming from the way he said it, into one locally and storing photos externally. So I'm going to guess that he had a situation, the situation he was coming from was multiple catalogs on his internal hard drive and a computer and his photos are also on the internal hard drive on the computer. They were not on an external drive. And now that he's getting the new computer, he needs the photos and the catalog to be in the uh, on the new computer. And he's worried because the new computer only has 512 gigabytes of hard drive space that there's not enough room for his photos and his catalog. And he's going to need to put his photos on an external drive now and manage them from there. And that is absolutely right. It's a very valid concern and something you need to do. So here's how I would recommend you do you deal with that. I would merge the catalogs like I just talked about. Get that part done first. Then you can, it's, it's a pretty simple process. Follow Victoria's over at lightroomqueen.com. Follow her step-by-step -step guide on how to move your catalog then from the one computer to the other. And then what I would do is now 
in if you use you're using Mac. So on Mac, go into Finder and move the photos from your internal drive on your computer to an external drive. Use Finder to do it, not Lightroom. It's going to be faster. And there has been a history, a long history of occasional hiccups with Lightroom not moving every file correctly and just files just gone. They just disappear. They didn't make it to the new drive and they are deleted from the old drive and they're gone. So it's not happening constantly. You are likely to be fine if you do it through Lightroom. It's just not worth it to me to risk it and it's faster. So uh, I would move them using Finder and then on the new computer, open up the catalog. It's not going to know where any of the photos are. All the photos are going to be marked as not found and go tell Lightroom where they are on the external drive, point them to the external drive. And it should be, depending on your organization, how you physically put the images, your photos on the hard drive, this could be hard. If you have if you have images sprayed all over the place on the hard drive, this could be a really challenging process. And now this is your opportunity to clean it up as you move the photos from the old computer onto the external drive, take a chance to, to organize them better so that you can do it. Yes, it's going to make your work harder when you tell Lightroom where the photos are now and you're going to have more work to do, but this is a good opportunity to clean things up. And I highly, highly recommend the way you organize them is a master folder. I'd call it photos on your drive. And then under photos, I create a, a year for every a, a new year. And then under the year, I do um, a, a directory, a folder per shoot. And I name that folder the date followed by the uh, a brief, really small description of the shoot. So I do it like uh, 2019 underscore zero nine underscore three zeros record. This is my date part. And then I put space and I'll do like, you know, uh, John Smith portrait shoot so that I have that description there and I can find it um, if, if I need to from the computer, not just in Lightroom for that specific shoot, I can kind of understand it. And then there's other reasons why I do the year separation. If you need to move uh, from your drive to like long-term storage on a RAID system or on another hard drive, you can do it much more easily and, and be able to do to, to handle that. So that's the recommendation. I'm not going to go into a lot more detail about that because it, it's already gone on long enough, but Hopefully this has helped Brian with his question and will be something I'll be able to point to in the future as people have lots of questions about Lightroom catalogs, what they are, how they work, where they are, um, and, and, and all of that. So you can, uh, you can check this out. I'm going to have some show notes on it uh, with the, the steps. If you didn't mark down the steps, that's fine. They're going to be in the show notes. So you can go capture those over at masterphotographypodcast.com. And I'd love to have your feedback if you're in the Facebook group. And uh, I'd like to know, was this helpful? Did you like the analogy? If you have a better analogy I could use that you think would appeal to more people or make sense to more people, that would be a helpful thing to understand. And uh, you can find my work over at jsharmanphotos.com. You can check out my other podcast, phototacopodcast.com. I haven't published an episode here in August 2019. It's because I'm doing so much testing with Lightroom and and especially this new GPU acceleration that, that they've given us in the latest update. 
And uh, I'm, I'm working as hard as I can. And I had a business trip come up that made, meant I didn't get to work on it for a little bit, but I'm going as hard as I can on it. I, I really want to make sure this data is good. So it's coming. It's coming. I promise. I know I keep saying that, but it, it's coming and uh, I hope you'll all enjoy it. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I'll put those links in the show notes. And, uh, and I thank you all so much for listening. I know it was just me and it's hard to listen to just me, <laughs> but, but thanks so much for listening and we'll see you all again in another seven days. 